0: Welcome to the King's Chapel Alaska podcast. From wherever you are listening, we are so excited that you tuned in today. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's Word. John six sixty three: The Spirit gives life, but the flesh counts for nothing. What's the flesh count for? Nothing. The words I've spoken to you are full of Spirit and life. When you learn the Word and you get the Word down in your spirit, it'll release life to you. It'll release healing to your broken heart, to your broken body. It'll, it'll be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. The Bible goes on to talk about how in Psalm 119, verse 18, open my eyes, this is David, open my eyes that I may see the wonderful things out of your law. Open my eyes. Everybody say that. Open, open my eyes. You see what that's saying and we can look at so many other scriptures is that our eyes are oftentimes closed to revelation that he wants to release in his word. How many of you read a passage of scripture for years and then, then, then there you are in morning prayer, you're there in your, in your prayer closet, you're at home and all of a sudden you're reading and it's just like, boom, jumps off like neon. And you're like, man, I've read that so many times before but now it means something to me that I've, it never meant, it's revelation. God will release revelation to you. Open my eyes that it may see the wonderful things out of your law. The word of God increases boldness. Increases What? Boldness, And you can look in the book of Acts and see how they, how they prayed and, the, and, and grew in the word. Apollos is an example of that in Acts 18. He learned the word and that word released in him fresh fire, boldness. Joshua 1 and 8. The word of God equips us to enter into the fullness of our inheritance. Joshua 1, 8. Keep the book of the law always on your lips. Huh, on your What? On your lips. Well, that's interesting. Keep the book of the law always on your lips. Well, what does that mean? Does that mean you're supposed to walk around with a Bible glued to your face? Is that what you're supposed to do? No, that's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to speak it. You're supposed to have it in your speech. It should be in your language when you pray. It should, you know, three-quarters of the language of the, of the founding fathers of the United States of America, three-quarters of their speech is scripture. Wow, it releases boldness. It releases favor, blessings. Deuteronomy, pardon me. Let's finish Joshua 1.8. Keep the book of the law always on your list. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. So there's a connection between it being on your lips, which is you speaking it and meditating on it and you actually fulfilling it and obeying it. There's a connection there. Then you will be prosperous. When will you be? When you have it on your lips, when you meditate on the word day and night. You're careful to obey it. Then you'll be prosperous and successful. Acts 20 and verse 32. Now I commit to you to God by the word of grace, which can build you up and give you an inheritance among those who are sanctified. The word of God will gradually transform you and sometimes not so gradually. Gradually transform you. The word of God will transform you into his image. Turn to 2 Corinthians. We'll put it on the screen also. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and 18. Some of you know this passage. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory and are being transformed into this image with ever increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. We, we like saying it this way, that which you gaze at, you're going to become. What you look at, what you behold, you will become. There's a principle of that. You've got to be very careful what you're constantly looking at, constantly gazing at, constantly thinking about. I, I heard, uh, heard, heard a man of God say once, that what you think about the most is actually your God. So some of you are a bass boat. Oh, Harley Davidson. In describing... John's own calling. John on the island of Potmos talked about bearing witness to the word of God. He talked about being a, a test, about the testimony of Jesus. John 1 and 9 will read, I, John, your brother and
1: companions, pardon me. iPad glitch. Wow. I, John, your brother
0: and companions, in the suffering and kingdom and patient endurance that are yours in Jesus, was on the island of Potmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. And, it, and God released revelation to him when he was there that we're living in the midst of right now. The prophet Daniel, this is amazing to me. The prophet Daniel was given this incredible panoramic view of Israel and the end time events. The book of Daniel is so profound to be paired with the book of Revelation. And, and Daniel says this in Daniel chapter nine. Watch this, verse two. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood from the, from the What? From the scriptures. Well, he didn't understand from, from the Encyclopedia Britannica because it doesn't exist, but he, he, he understood from the Word of God. He understood from the scriptures. I understood from the scriptures, according to the Word of the Lord given to Jeremiah the prophet, that the desolation of Jerusalem would last 70 years. I mean, you go and study this out. He's reading the Word, he's in the Word, and when he reads, oh snap, it's 70 years or up. Then what's he begin to do? He begins to speak it and declare it and pray. prayed three times a day, not, not twice, as good Jews would pray twice a day. He added a third one, began to pray, said, Lord, God, you, you said through crazy Jerry, no offense. <laughs> you said through Jerry, oh, you're going to bring it to pass, God, seven years, we're right there. And he began to pray. You know, many times we don't see a release of God's power because we don't pray the word. You can wage a good warfare over the prophetic word spoken over you, but I can't tell you how many times I haven't waged a warfare when I was supposed to, but I neglected it. I, it wasn't for, on the forefront of my heart. I, I got sidetracked. Verse 20, Daniel 9 and verse 20, he says, while I was speaking and praying, in fact, you could read through verse verse 27, It's it's profound. While I'm speaking and praying, and then he has a revelation, the angel comes to him in Daniel 10. From the very first day you set your heart to gain understanding, your words were heard, Daniel 10. But I've been hindered. Come on, we've been all been taught that for decades and decades. But it's so profound. You've got to get in the word. I have a plan to go deep in the word because without that, you won't have the release of God's power in your life that he wants you to have. And it's got to be mixed with prayer and action and, and, and it must be on your lips. Are you doing that? Do you have a plan? Or you, know, you just read your little devotional and skip on off to work. I mean, praise God for devotionals and skipping and stuff, but God's supposed to. God wants to move through you with power. He wants to move through us with, with authority. Listen, if you don't know that you have authority, you won't exercise it. If you don't know that you've got power over sickness and disease, you won't lay hands on the sick and see them recover. If you're not convinced of the goodness of God, then you'll wonder, you know, whether he's like a loving slave owner or something. You won't confidently come before him. You won't live a life that's, that's separated and, and sanctified if you don't know that it makes a difference. You, you won't read the word if you don't really know it's God's word. God wants to release boldness. God wants to release fresh fire. God wants to release revelation. God wants to release his kingdom through you, through me. It's, it's irrevocably connected to the word of God. Irrevocably connected. Come on, lift your hands to heaven and say, God, give me a love, a greater love for your word. David. David in Psalm 119, verse 148. My eyes stay open through the watches of the night as I meditate on your promises. I I spoke to those who were part of that course and class today. I didn't get much sleep last night. And, uh, you know, I kind of hate that, uh, and yet I sure love what it does for me. Sometimes I'll, you know, eat too much late, and then, you know, that's your fault. You know, that's, <laughs> like, the Lord kept me up. No, you had, like, four hamburgers and a milkshake at, like, 11 o'clock. You had to take, like, a whole pack of Tums, and that didn't work. And then you're, that's not the Lord, that's you. So that wasn't the case. I ate dinner early, and as much as I wanted the milkshake, I didn't have one. And I was woken by 2 o'clock in the morning. Boom. Straight awake. Awake with a whole list of things going on in my spirit. Instantly alert. And when that happens, I know, well, praise the Lord. Guess we're having a prayer meeting as Karen, she doesn't snore, she purrs. (laughs) So she's purring. That's like the background. It's like background worship for me praying. So I, in the watches of the night, come on. I give God my sleep. I'm like, Lord, give me a drink. Lord, speak to me. Use me even as I sleep. And and many times God will release dreams. I can't tell you how many times I've had a dream, something happened in the watches of the night, and I began to pray the promise. I began to pray the word. I began to decree what God said. I've stood in places in my life. And I know many of you have too. And I know the stories of the Davises, they can tell you the same thing. There's times where you got to wake yourself up in the middle of the night and contend. Listen, if you can't sleep, you know, and you don't have like sin going on. You're living right for God, and you can't sleep. It's time for a prayer meeting. Right. I don't want to. I've I, I, I used to fight, roll over, oh, try deep breathing. Some of you like you know take take some medicine and wait for the the butterfly to land on your nose, and then you give me a break. You're supposed to be interceding. Forget the butterfly. First Chronicles twenty eight. Count sheep. First Chronicles 28, 11, he gave, this is fascinating. Listen to this. This is talking about God giving David the plans. Gave them the plans of all that the Spirit had put in his mind. The Spirit put in David's mind the plans for the, the, the courts of the temple, of the Lord's surrounding rooms and the treasuries of the temple and the treasuries of the dedicated things. Well, how, how, did, he, how did that happen? I think as he wrote Psalm 119, he's in the watches of the night and he begins, to, he begins to have images in his mind because the same thing happens for me and the same thing happens for anybody that'll give themselves to the word and to pray and to contend. Come on, how many of you need wisdom? You need wisdom. Do you know that God could give you the wisdom you need right now? Right now, he giving it to you now. He gives you through prophetic word. He can give it to you tonight while you're resting, while you're sleeping. He can give it to you while you're praying in morning prayer. If we value what God said and what he's done and we're diligent to study God's word and obey it, then he's going to give you more. I want the more. Anybody else? A sign language for more. Why don't you try that? Go ahead. More. Yes, give me more. Hallelujah. The word of God is a supernatural ability to build us up and make us strong. Hebrews 4.12. I was telling my staff and encouraging them rather in a strong way. When you pray, pray the word of God. Don't pray your opinion, pray God's word. What's the circumstances? What are you praying for? Healing. How many promises are there in healing? You begin to pray those promises. The promises of God, to quote Dr. James Morocco, our senior global pastor, the promises of God are the basis by which you pray. You've heard me say it dozens and dozens of times because he stands over his word to see it performed Isaiah 55. He sends it forth and it doesn't return void. So, so many times people don't pray the word. This morning in morning prayer was a beautiful time. One of our ministers began to pray, and as she was praying, she began to pray God's word. I mean, it just was rolling off her heart, one thing after another. The atmosphere of the room shifted, and things just got a little bit. I mean, the activity of the Holy Spirit increased, and you began to sense a greater. Uh, pr- the greater presence of God and you began to sense a greater effectiveness in prayer? Why? Because you're praying God's word? Come on! He it, it, Come on! You and you pray God's word and you speak God's word is sharper than any two-edged. That's absolutely right. And when you pray it, it releases, it's unsheathed. It changes our emotional chemistry. I, you know, I was thinking about this Again, the spirit gives life, flesh counts for nothing. Words I spoke in their spirit, there are life. I have literally found that when I first came into the church, over 20, I don't know how many years. You asked Pastor Karen, she'll give the exact date, time, what was happening. Actually, I came in, but if I was saved before you, hallelujah. Anyway, yes, it is. I won. And so. I was broken. I mean, I I think, (laughs) I think Pastor Chris, I think recently just told me, oh yeah, we remember when you came in, man. You were, you were a little scary. (laughs) (laughs) I was listening to a message from Dr. Morocco a number of months ago and he's preaching and he's going, come on, God can do anything for you. One of my staff came in. His mind was completely blown on drugs. It was, and he's going on and on and on. And, and I'm like, oh man, who's he talking about? And he's like, and his name's Daniel Bracken. And I'm like, hey. <laughs> and I think to myself, my mind wasn't completely, and I felt like the Lord said, yes, it was. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just agree quickly. Come on. And I am stable, mostly. God's healed me. He's healed my emotions. He's healed my heart. I'm, I'm stable. I don't have this roller coaster in my life anymore. Thank God. Some of you live like that. It's like a coaster from hell. It's the hell coaster. You know, I was on a coaster just recently at uh, Silver Dollar City. I don't know if I got to tell you about that. Oh, my gosh. I went with my son, and I, I don't like coasters. I don't like spinning. I, you know why? Because in, when years ago, when I first came to Alaska, I went commercial fishing in, out of Dutch Harbor in January, February, and we went through 30 and 40-foot swells. I mean, stuff was exploding on the ceilings, and you had to tie yourself in your bed, you know. So ever since then, my inner ear, I don't know, I probably need healing. Father, heal pastor's inner ear right now, because I just don't like spinning at all. I could handle it a little bit before that, but after being at sea like that, those waves, that storm for about four days, I just was never the same crawling along the walls. You want to talk about seasick? I don't even know what that seasick was not what I was experiencing. I was experiencing slow death. In fact, <laughs> death would have been better. No, really. It, it's like you just want to die. And uh, may you never have that experience. I'm zero exaggeration there. You can take me home, God. God take me home. I, I went into my bunk. I went into my room, and there was this guy who had, he was a spirit-filled Christian with his Bible. I, I, I knew about Jesus, but I, I, that's, that's about it. I, I might have received him, but I was half in the bag and I think I'd given up on him and thank God he never gave up on me. And I come in and he's literally sitting on, on his bunk, like this rocking back and forth it's not as bad as job it's not as bad as job it's not as bad as job it's not as bad I thought he was praying in tongues it's not as bad as job it's not as bad as job it's not as bad as job I don't even know what he was saying I'm like dude what are you saying he's like it's in the bible it's job look at that I opened a job is that crazy whoa And he's like, it's not as bad as Job. Job had it really bad. This isn't as bad as Job. I'm like, okay, whatever, man. Back to the coaster from hell. I went on this thing because I wanted to be a team player for my son. Because Pastor Karen sure ain't going on that thing. And Hannah's, Hannah says, oh, God, I get anxiety if I even think about going on it. I'm not going on that thing. And so I'm like, I'll go with you. Well, the first time was okay. The second time we went on, they said if we were on a real ride, you know, sit all the way in the back. Because of COVID, there was hardly any people there in the coaster, so we could go all the way to the back. And it whips more. I thought, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Danny's like, yes, let's do it. I'm like, yeah. I get in the coaster, that thing. I remember the for the first drop off, it was just like, oh god. And you drop off into complete oblivion. Listen, I'm going to bring this back into the message in a second. Just just hold on. And as we're going over into utter darkness, and there's no light, so it's darkness. I just thought, this is like faith. Ah. <laughs> Like This is like building our building. Hey, because if the Lord doesn't catch you, you're going to end up like splat. Some of you live like that. Some of you live like that. Your emotions rule you. You need to be healed. You need stability. I see people elbowing. He's talking about you. The word of God will impart spiritual life to you. Anyway, get off the roller coaster. It's way better to just live, you know, stable. Hallelujah. Isaiah 55.10, as rain comes down, and snow from heaven does not return there, but water to the earth and make it bring forth the bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but shall accomplish what I please. It shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. And literally, if you'll understand, every single area of your life, physical healing, emotional healing, provision, finances, marriage, kids, everything that you need is found, the answer is found in God's word. And if you'll get the, the promise of God's word and wield it like a two-edged sword, sharper than any two-edged sword, and speak that thing forth, you will see the enemies of your life be decapitated by the word. And I know, I know we were not against flesh and blood, so we're not going to decappuccino your neighbor. You know what I'm talking about? We're talking about dealing with things in the spirit and dealing with emotional things and healing. I've had times in the word reading the Psalms where I just wept and wept and wept. And afterwards, I never would weep over that particular situation like that again. Something changed. I didn't need to weep anymore. He healed me. The ministry of the word. This is fascinating. Ministry of the word. Ezekiel 44, 15, but the priest, the Levites, the son of Zedok, who kept charge of my sanctuary, when the children of Israel went astray from me, shall come near me to minister to me. I'd never really understood that. I remember hearing about worship so many years ago that we were ministering to the Lord. It was a part of our, our belong class with Dr. Morocco. when That's when I first heard it. That what's the purpose of the church? One of the purposes is to minister to the Lord. I didn't really know. Do you know that when we sing, when you lift your hands, when you worship, it brings joy and pleasure to the, to the heart of God? It's Zephaniah 3.17 says he rejoices over us with singing, that actually your response to him and his word brings joy. Did you know that? Did you, come, let, let's bring him some joy right now. Lift your hands and just tell him how much you love him. Come on, tell him how much you love him. God, we love you. Oh, we love you, Lord. Hallelujah. The ministry the Ministry of the work. In Acts 6 and two, the twelve summoned of the multitude of disciples, there was prejudice going on, and they are neglecting the daily distribution of the food of a certain group that were part of the church. And they said, "Let us select men who are full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom." that we may appoint over this business. What business? A business of food distribution. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and the ministry of the word. The ministry of the word is more than, it's more than preparing sermons. And I, I've got friends of mine, honestly, I, I, I laugh and poke fun at them, but I mean, literally 30 hours they'll spend on one sermon I mean, the whole world ought to get saved if you're spending 30 hours. You ought to stomp out to hell in that one day when you preach your 30-hour prepared sermon. I'm just saying. <laughs> if I had to do 30 hours for every sermon I preached, I, I, I don't know, well, I, there's, there's not that much time in the week. The ministry of the Word is more than preaching the Word, is doing the Word, it's praying, it's ministering to people. The ministry of the Word is not just preaching, it's doing it. And so all of, all of us are to give ourselves to prayer in the ministry of the word. Do you know you should have that as your home, in your home, as the head of your house, of your single mom or a single dad? Everyone should have the ministry of the word in their house. Teach your kids to pray the word. Teach your kids to sing the word. Teach your kids to, to, to hear and have, a, have a, a plan for going deep in God's word.
1: Are you getting anything tonight? Yeah.
0: Got to give ourselves to hearing the word. Jeremiah 20, 20 verse nine. Then I said, I will not make mention of him. Here's Jeremiah, crazy Jerry, no offense. He said, I'm not gonna talk about him anymore. I'm not talking about the Lord anymore. I'm sick of talking about the Lord. I'm paraphrasing a little bit. It's the Bracken version. Sick of talking about the Lord. I'm not gonna talk about him anymore. And then what does it say? It says, I'm not gonna talk, I'm not gonna mention his word or speak anymore in his name because he's getting persecuted for doing it. And then, it says, or, and then it says, but his word is in my heart like fire. Like a fire shut up in my bones. I'm weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. Think about that. Think about that. That Je- Jeremiah had God's word in his heart so much, he was just like.
1: Ah! He
0: just had to let that thing out. It was like, like a fire hydrant. And, and he tried to shut it up because it would get him in trouble, but it was burning in him when you get the word of God, when you get revelation deep down in your soul, and you meditate on it. What does that mean, meditate? That's not like the new age thing, you know. It's not that. They stole that from, from, the, from the Lord, meditation. Loving, long meditation on God's word releases Power. How do you meditate on the word? Well, I'll tell you how one of the ways I do it, just get a scripture. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is available for us. The same spirit, the same spirit, the Holy Spirit raised Jesus from the dead lives on the inside of me. The Holy Spirit, the resurrection power lives on the inside of me. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world oh he lives on the inside of me he dwells on the inside of me i am the temple of the holy spirit when i show up then and god in me is showing up also he lives on the inside i've got power i've got authority he dwells on the inside of me i am his child i am seated with christ in heavenly places the same spirit the same spirit the very same spirit the exact same spirit The same spirit lives on the inside of me. That means I can do anything that God calls me to do. You think about that and you meditate on it. You push it deep down in your spirit and you memorize scripture. There's so many people that don't know who they are. They walk in an impotent life with the Lord. I'm not gonna do that and I'm gonna teach you to be on fire. I'm gonna teach you to get the word down in you so you burn with a passion to speak it and declare it. Come on, someone say amen. amen. Can you say a better amen? amen? Amos 3 and 7, I mean, Jeremiah. I have a, on the inside, I have, to, I have to buy these suits. I can't buy suits off the rack anymore. And, I, and so I, I get these suits that are tailored for me, and I, I wait till they go on sale and get these great deals. And so on the inside of my suits, I have a few like that. I have this scripture, like a fire shut up in my bones. And if you get God's word down in your spirit, it will be a fire in yours. Somebody said, how do you get on fire, Pastor Daniel? Get the word in your spirit. Learn to speak it and pray it, decree it, and act on it. Amos 3, 7. Surely, are you here, Shirley? I well, don't know why the Lord's always talking to Shirley. He's a certain favor, I guess. Surely the Lord does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants to prophets. Watch this, verse eight. Many of us know that verse, verse eight. A lion has roared, who will not fear? The Lord has spoken, who can but prophesy? The, the, the idea is that God reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets, and his word is in them, and they can't help but declare it. Now, the, the spirit of prophecy is subject to the prophet, but there's this burning that's with them. Does his word burn in you like that? Does his word burn in you like that? I'm mean, going to ask you an honest question. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. I'm telling you, this is a biblical model for having an on-fire walk with God is get so in his word and let him just set you on Fire. Did I get too excited for you? Calm down just a little bit. Easy. Do you have to get so excited? Let's turn to the book of Revelation, chapter 19. You tell me why people can lose their minds and wear a hat that's shaped like a piece of cheese. Stand out with half their faces painted green. No clothes on at like 10 below zero and scream about a piece of pigskin going through a set of uprights. Yeah! And then they're in church. You tell me what's wrong with that.
1: like hey 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 oh and
0: you get in church and like this because the words are not real i'm not gonna wear a cheese hat (laughs) oh there's that little one flesh right there i snorted did you hear that I am trying to fire you up with the word. Revelation, there's no S on the end, Revelation 1910. And I fell at his feet and worshiped him. And he said, see that you don't do that. I'm your fellow servant and your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Revelation 10, 9, and he said to me, take, eat, and it will be to your stomach bitter, be sweet as honey in your mouth. Then I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it. Oh, that's cute. A little book, and he ate it. And it was as sweet as honey in my mouth. I know what some of you people are wondering if it had any carbs. <laughs> we don't know. It's a keto little book. <laughs> but when <laughs> I had eaten it, my stomach became bitter. Listen, if I ever say anything that's not biblical, I just want to remind you that's not what I meant. Fair enough? Okay. And then he said to me, verse 11, you must prophesy again about many people's nations, tongues, and kings. Mm. Ezekiel 3, he said, son of man, Eat the scroll. Everybody say, eat this scroll. Eat this scroll. And go and speak to the house of Israel. I have a daily program Monday through Saturday called Eat the Scroll. E-T-S. That's where I get that from. Because if you can learn to get the word down in you, it'll produce word results. Like what? Like the parting of the Red Sea. Like the feeding of the 5,000. Like... The, the, the raising of the dead and the healing of the sick and the setting the captives free. Most people are biblically illiterate and they have no concept of what the power of the word will do in their life. They don't know and they're not willing to open it up and read it. You have to make a plan to study. So what book are you studying? Okay, we'll we'll make a plan to study something. You can study topics. You can you can study books. You can, I remember hearing years ago, the book of Isaiah is a lifetime book study book. In other words, you can study the book of Isaiah your entire life. And I remember hearing that going, gosh, I don't even know when to begin. I mean, God, that sounds like a lot of work. But once you get into Isaiah, I had this promise so many years ago that the words of Isaiah and the promises of Isaiah will ring like a bell in your ear. Well, you ain't gonna get no bell in your ear if you don't get in the word and mine out the promises of the book of Isaiah. And so I'm began to do that but honestly never finished I, i've been charged by the lord to memorize the promises of god's word i'm not doing so well but i'm going to redouble my efforts you know we you know don't get under condemnation you get under conviction repent and change you drop the plumb line and say am i studying god's word no not really okay we'll make a plan study matthew mark luke and john read them again read them again let jesus walk up and down the pages of your heart while you're reading it when he's at a bird when he's out a fire imagine there imagine what it's like to be there when he's making the whip man that would be like awesome can you imagine sitting there and jesus is making he's you know he's like hey it's gonna be great and if sabbath is coming and he's making a whip like, what are you doing jesus i'm making a whip for what Well we're going to clean house. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? And he flipped over money changing tables. He didn't speak Elizabethan English with his hands folded and walked around all calm and sedate and everything and everything's okay. No, he, he was the son of God. He had passion. The zeal of the house of the Lord consumed him. Does it consume you? Listen, if you're not on fire, it's not God's fault. He didn't move. He doesn't change. And I'm not condemning you. I'm just saying you can be, you can be set ablaze. You can have passion and joy. At his right hand, says Psalm 16, are pleasures forevermore. Think about that. The epicenter of the pleasures, pleasures from God. That's not from the devil. The devil perverted it. Pleasure has been invented by heaven. God invented it. So some of you think like pleasure, oh that, that, that that's not so good. No, it's awesome as long as it's fulfilled the right way. At his right hand, there's pleasures forevermore. Now, what does that mean? Well, you'll never know unless you go to receive from his right hand. I think about how God's over the years, have impacted us and touched us and poured out his spirit upon us and as a church. I'm... God's calling you to go deep. God's calling you to go deep in the word. It's a precious couple right there with an awesome goat, T. Can I prophesy over you? Uh, I don't know that we've met. Um, Have we met? I'm sorry if we haven't. Hi, Pastor Daniel. Bless you. Nice to meet you, Stephen. There's excellence about you, and uh, and it's your wife. That's good. (laughs) There's uh, a spirit of excellence that's about you. The enemy, uh, over the last season and um, and even number of years, tried to get you isolated and uh, and and separated from the the life flow and power that he's. Pouring out in the body of Christ, there was uh, there was an assignment through uh, the enemy to isolate you. Proverbs says, I think it's eleven, but you need to go look. The man who isolates himself rages against all wisdom. And in your prayer life and in your time with the Lord, He lovingly led you out of that. And you are in a brand new season. And I decree that over you tonight, this is a brand new season, isolation is over. And, and the truth is that in that time of isolation, you were protected from some things that would have really got you and you knew it, you sensed it, but you didn't know quite how to navigate through that narrow place. And uh, many relationships that you love, and you're a man, you're a woman who love deeply from your heart. And many of those relationships, you just didn't know how to navigate that because you sensed, no, we, we this, this, we can't do this. And the Lord protected you for more than you could possibly know. I see like a, um, I see like a sword being lunged at you and it missed, but you saw that it hit others. And the Lord is, is grafting you back in now to the body of Christ, grafting you back in A gift of leadership is on your life and always has been on the field, off the field, in school, out of school, as well as in business. There is an excellence that's about you. You love God, love his word. The fellowship, uh, the the koinonia of the body has been lacking. You've so missed that because you're a wonderful friend and uh, and you're a wonderful friend and you have wonderful friends around you. You've you've held the rope for many who would have slid off into oblivion if you had not held it. Your, your intimacy with the Lord and your desire for more of Him is, is evident, but it's, it's been shunned at times, and even though you tried to communicate that, uh, it wasn't heard, and you felt shut down and rejected. Is this fitting? So that's a great word. Because you know he's going to do. He's healing you. I see so much happening. I'm so sorry for leadership failure. You can't give what you don't have. And you don't have any bitterness in your heart about it. But I see God tonight coming and washing over you. Right now, a fresh wave of God's presence over you. I'll restore all the years that the locusts have taken and i will bring restoration restitution i will bring in the harvest in your family i've heard your cry there's a reconnecting to the body and now watch and see the dominoes fall one after another like a like a wave being released from a from a quake in the middle of the ocean waves being sent out it'll be like Waves being sent out. I pray healing. I pray the blessing of God. I pray that every assignment, I thank you that you protected them. But God, still, yet there's need of healing. Lord, release healing now, the blessing of God now, encouragement now. In Jesus, man, what a beautiful word. Praise God. Does it encourage you? You're a precious, precious couple. Won't you lift your hands all across this place? The love of God. That's the love of God. Oh It's nothing like your presence, Lord. It's nothing like your presence, Jesus. 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 I have so much more here. Let me share this last part. It's not enough to study the word of God. God wants you to have visitations and experience him through that. You see, if, I've said this before, if you just have, if you just learn the word and and gain theological understanding and that doesn't, that isn't grafted into your prayer life and really moves you to an encounter with God, then all you've done is become a religious person that can say religious stuff. You can quote the 16 fundamental truths. Give a proper definition of sanctification, justification, sanctification. Oh, great, I'm, I'm glad you can't. Have you, are you sanctified? Are you, are you walking like Jesus even changed? How's your prayer life when you pray? Is there power, is there, do, do things shift? Do, do you have joy, unspeakable, full of glory? We don't need more religious people. We don't need people that can spout off platitudes, theological platitudes. We need people that really know God, love God, and walk truly with him. And you know, we're all in process. What an unusual service. Colossians three sixteen. let the word of Christ dwell in you richly with all wisdom and teaching, admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Ephesians 5, 19. You're supposed to sing. You're supposed to sing songs. You could sing songs to each other. You should sing songs to your wife. You should sing songs to your husband. Sing songs to your kids. Sing songs to the Lord. You ever made up a song to the Lord? You know, we as adults gotta like unlearn stuff. You know how kids just you know, it was beautiful. I think it was Minister Micah's son. Is that right? Up on the pulpit. Here, just the other. Who was it? It was Kayo. But I've seen the same thing with the Pasoni's kids and, and some of your children. He just standing up here. Kayo, standing up here. That's the Lord. It's nice. It's nice. It's nice. You know, I mean, everybody's gone, and he's up here, like, he's, he's preaching. And I've seen, I've seen kids sing, come on, just, you must become like a little child. Stop being so, like, like intense about it and just. Just love him. Some of you guys, like, are so uptight. You just relax. Somebody said, you know, babies, when they're speaking, that's really tongues. Nah, I don't know about that you know, before they learn a language. I think not. John 5, (laughs) 39. Watch this. I'm almost done. I'm closing. The the, the landing gear's down. We're, We're on approach. John 5, 39. You search the scriptures, for in them, you think you have eternal life and these are they that testify of me. But you're not willing to come to me that you may have life. So he's rebuking the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the the people who couldn't see and the people who wouldn't see. People who thought, it's really Gnosticism. The same is happening in universities today, that if you can grow in knowledge and you can attain, you know, this knowledge, this special knowledge of God. That's a bunch of hogwash of you know what hogwash is they would search the scriptures they, i mean they memorize the pentateuch matthew i mean not matthew mark that's not the pentateuch okay i'm gonna get it genesis exodus leviticus numbers and deuteronomy they, they they'd memorize the pentateuch Pentate five first five books they'd memorize that and and you can memorize all kinds of scripture and have a heart that's far from god God wants to give you fresh visitation. Luke 24, did not our hearts burn within us? Verse 32, while we walked with him on the road, while he opened the scriptures to us. Is it possible, is it possible that you have not seen everything there is to see what would then hinder you from spending time in God's Word and memorizing it and speaking it and praying it? You, you know when somebody's in the Word, when they begin to pray and it comes out of their mouth. Oh, I'm trying to set you on fire with the Word of God. Come on, lift your hands to heaven all across this place. What a sweet time. Come on, why don't you sing a, sing a psalm to the Lord, won't you? All across this place, lift your voice and just thank Him, celebrate Him. Sing something that we can catch, you know. Holy Ghost. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Give us a hunger for your word. Open our hearts quicken us, quicken our understanding to know the importance, God, of the Word, the Word, the Word dwelling in us richly.
1: God, thank you. Your Word, Your Word, Lord,
0: is a lamp unto my feet, a light upon my path. Your Word, Lord, Your Word, Lord, it's like
1: fire, fire, your word, your word, your word, Lord. It's
0: like a hammer that breaks a rock to pieces.
1: Your word, your, your word. word. Oh, come on, Toby, go for it. It's your word. That's a lamp unto our feet. Yes. Then it light up our path. Hey, hey. Sure word, that's a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Sure word, sure word, awaken hearts,
0: awaken minds, illuminate us.
1: Sure word that we've hidden in our hearts.
0: Thank you, Lord. Won't you? Won't you commit yourself? Won't you do it? Won't you do it? Won't you commit yourself? Fall in love with the word again. Fall in love with the word again. You remember we used to rush home from church and read the book of Leviticus for God's sake. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? Man, you were like so saved. You're like, where's my Bible? We'd like cling to that thing. Now we've gone to these. It's not nearly the same. Not to me. I told my brother, Chris. I keep singing that. I'm going to get some. I'll be right back. Sure word.
1: Sure word. Sure work. I might not sin against it. Away, it will not go away. We need your word. We need
0: your word. I think it was nineteen ninety two, maybe ninety three. Prayed that God would give me money. I had no job, but I had Jesus. I was divorced and couldn't hardly really wait to the next church service. Man, they didn't have enough church services. you just have another one? Can you have another one? You know. And I, I got a hold of seventy-five dollars. I had no car. I had no bike. I had nothing. So I hitchhiked to the Christian bookstore. You remember what those are? I spent, I don't know, two hours in there looking for a Bible. Man, I I looked at every kind of Bible there was. I finally settled on the NIV Life Application Bible. This one, in fact. right. I held on to that thing, and I began to read it. If you open, I'll probably start crying. If I open it, I'm going to start weeping. Because it's it's marked with the stories of my life. Those early years. Messages that Dr. Morocco spoke. Be a water-walking disciple. Come on. And it got stolen. I was so upset. I I was so upset I could not get a hold of myself. Who would steal someone's Bible? I cried and I prayed. I said, God, it's unacceptable. I remember going outside the church at 777 Poonene. Stood on the steps and said, in the name of Jesus, that's my
1: Bible. I call it back.
0: Nothing happened for three years and then somebody comes to me and says hey uh, did you lose your Bible I said no I got maybe because I got a new one you know He said I think there's a Bible it's really ratty looking I think it's in the lost found I think it's yours I go and I it was like finding my best long lost friend that had my name on it It was stolen by a homeless man. I can only assume. Maybe he found it somewhere, but it was found amongst soaking wet. This is my first Bible I've ever had. And I've hidden it in my heart that I might not sin against him and that I would walk in victory and I'm not even remotely close to done. I want to charge you to get the Word of God deep down in you. It's not some little book. It's the number one bestseller since it came off of Gutenberg's printing press. It is the number one book of all time ever will be. It's so terrifying that they've tried to get it out of public schools. People are so scared of the Word of God that they're freaked out when they see it. Get the Word down in you and become a spiritual athlete. Live the champion life that God has for you by getting the word in you and praying it over every circumstances of your life and see things change. Come on, stand up on your feet, lift your hands to heaven. Sing it one more time. Sower. Come on, one more time. Just ask this message to go deep in your heart. Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, You can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.